the Lord Jesus Christ. Oh God, I ask you right now, God, that you would move by your power, that you move by your anointing. Sweet Holy Spirit, come into this place. Oh God, I ask you right now, God, that you behind behind the cross, give me access and ability to minister in the third heaven, that I may rightly divide the word of truth. We're coming up into another hour that God is finna move by his power, that he's finna move by his anointing. And if you're not in the place to hear the voice of God, you're going to miss God and you're going to be sitting here right in church, but yet you're missing the things of God. And the thing about it is you don't think nothing wrong with you. You come in here every Sunday and you, there's no change, there's no victory in your life. The topic of my message is going to be, this is the hour of confession. And we need to understand what is going on, but not, there's no change. Everybody's confessing what they're going through. Everybody's confessing what the wrong that they're doing, but yet there's no change. There's no transformation. And therefore, before there can be a true repentance, you got to understand something. You got to be willing to dig down deeper into your subconsciousness and the philosophical state of your mind and your mentality understanding because this thing is going to affect you not only mentally, but psychologically and also physically. And you need to understand what is going on. There's a lot of confession. And the only thing that we want to say is God is going to forgive us for our sins. But yet, there's no victory. There's no signs and wonders that's fallen those that believe. And you want to know why that devil is making monkey meat out of you. And you don't walk in the power of God. And you say that you have the Holy Ghost. And you get caught up in these traps and snares of the enemy with your eyes wide open. But you have created another doctrine inside of the doctrine of Jesus Christ. And say, I'm going to change them. Oh, I don't want to, you know, no, I, I can make this situation better. Oh, I know God is with me and I can, I'm big and I can accept all of these things that people are doing to us and they're hurting us. But yet you're thinking that you're bigger than the demon that's walking in them. There's a whole lot of confession. And I looked at the word confession. A formal statement submitting that one is guilty of a crime. They're sitting there telling you what they're doing. And because you got no self-esteem, no self-esteem, you sit there and you, let, and you allow them to do these things to you. But yet you walk into the house of God, but yet there's no change in victory. We're so busy trying to please people and show them that we got God and our God is big enough to change their problems. There's a whole lot of confession. And the thing about it is in this hour, everybody's confessing the household of faith and the world or everybody's confessing, but there's no change. And we're in the state of consciousness and awareness of our mind that God is going to accept us as we are. That's when you first get saved. But what happens after you get saved? There's a cleaning up. There's a purging. There's a deliverance process. And we don't understand why there's no change. How can I draw something unless it's inside of me? If I got a beast in me, I'm going to draw another beast. But sometimes a God allowed these things to happen in our life to show you there's no power in your own will except the power of the Holy Ghost that working through you. There's a whole lot of confession, but there's no change in our lives. And we keep thinking that God is going to accept us the way that we are. 
And we thinking that we could come to church, pay our tithes and offerings, show up to every service, and thinking that's it. But God said, now for what's coming on the earth, you're not ready and you're not prepared. And you're still sitting here in the household of faith. And guess what? The doors may be closed. And one day you won't even be able to get there the way that you think that you're going to be. You should be able to draw the power of strength from God anywhere that you are. And you need to understand what is going on. There's a religious spirit in the church. And the devil is coming here on Sunday. Matter of fact, he beats you here. Because he knows he's going to rock you to sleep. And as long as you've been in the subconscious of your mind saying, I've been the church and I feel good about myself. And then you go home and let that demon wear you out with the same situation. There's a whole lot of confession going on. People are telling you what they're going to do. And you accept it. How can you accept? Wickedness. How can hot and cold come out of the same fountain? And we don't understand what is going on. It even hurts you. And you know what you are getting yourself into. I told you up front. God is saying they done told you the wickedness that was inside of them. And God said you walked into it blinded. As you thought you were. But God said you didn't understand what you were getting yourself into. Because the God in me was not fully developed in you. But you ran out there. And trying to win the loss. And you were not even prepared to even acknowledge what was inside of you. There's a whole lot of confession going on. And we thought COVID was something. But there's something else that's coming. And the thing about it is it's going to attack your mind. It's going to attack your physical body because if your physical body and your mental state is not in a, in a, in a certain place in God, you're going to be overtaken and you're not going to be able to survive in these last hours even though you got the word of God in your hand, in your house, or your cell phone, or the television. But yet, you're not going to be able to stand and you're going to think God has left you. It was never developed in you. I came to the altar and confessed my sin. God said you did it 25,000 times and I forgave you. But I have to go beyond that now. Because my plan is not going to stop for a few people. You got to understand something. When they were in Egypt, a whole lot of people, good and bad, died. When they were in the wilderness, a whole lot of people, that was good and bad, died. You got to understand in Numbers 16 chapter, when Moses, when Korah rose up against Moses, everybody in his household wasn't wicked, but they paid the price. There's a whole lot of confession going on. There's no standard. You have conformed your gospel to the things of the world, and it was never meant to be that way. But yet, there's no change. You get mad at anything that speaks up against what God is saying in your life because you don't agree with it. They're lying prophet, and the word of God is not for you. But yet, the price is going to be paid. This judgment is not only for the believer, but for the ones that even touched you. Why is that? God got to keep his word. He said, he's the one that makes your wrong right. He's the one that corrects and beats the judgment. 
He's the one that's the one that fixes when people do you wrong. That's why he tell you, don't you get mad. Let me do it. In the process of time, God will fix your enemies, and you ain't going to have nothing to do with it. But God said, because you held the light, even though it was a little bit, I'm going to not only judge you, but I'm going to judge them because they touched you. You got to understand what God is saying. You're going to get the fire because God said you took my anointing into the wrong house. There's a whole lot of confession going on. And God says, I'm looking for a purity of heart. I'm looking for people that's going to do my will. I'm looking for people that's going to hold up the Ten Commandments. I'm looking for somebody that's going to speak the true gospel of Jesus Christ. I'm not looking for people to compromise. He said, my church and the household of faith have compromised. They were not fully developed. And the pastors did not preach the full gospel. And the ones that did went through much criticism and persecution. In the Old Testament, they persecuted the apostles. They had to run for their lives because of the truth. The truth is always going to bring about an enemy. The truth is always going to bring about a force. It's going to always bring about a resistance. You got to understand something. Good and evil is always going to be a tug of war. But you got to understand that the good that which is Christ Jesus, because it's nothing you can do. It's nothing you can do except accept him as your Lord and Savior. You can't even work this thing out. There are so many people in the church thinking they can work themselves to salvation. They can work themselves into heaven. You can't even work your way to heaven. You got to understand something. All your works and all your deeds and stuff that is filthy right because long as there's flesh involved huh, and except God come and deliver you and set you free from all of these filthy works all of these filthy confessions that you have not really given your heart and your mind to you don't understand that Babylon is in all of us because we eat here we sleep here and that's why we got to fast and pray and seek the will of God but there's so many people making the same mistakes as the house of God the house of God should not be under this type of sickness and persecution. There are so many mental problems. There are so many health problems. There are so many situations that's going on. You crazy and your children crazy. And the next generation is coming out of your house is crazy. You got to understand something. Sin don't go down. It gets stronger for the next generation. And we don't understand that our confessions are coming to a place that God is looking at your actions and your heart. And there's no change. But yet until then God said it until the next stage is true repentance. He said America and the world is going to pay a terrible price. It's going to be a something in that's going to happen in this world or in your life that's going to cause you. you got to understand some people don't come into a, a true repentance until they done went through hell and high water and they come into a recollection of who they are and what they've done. And the best thing about it is when they understand what they have done to Christ, they crucified him all over again. When you understand what you're really doing, when you're walking in your own flesh, when you're doing what you want to do. You need to understand something that's a price to be paid. And you don't understand. God is looking at you and seeing that you're not fit for service. But yet you say you got a call in your life. But yet you don't think you're going to answer for it. You don't think that you're going to have to stand before the beam seat. You need to understand that the power of Christ is going to judge the righteous and the wicked all at the same table. You need to see what God is saying and doing in this hour. There's a stream coming. There's a stream coming down from heaven. And it's going to flow for the righteous and it's going to flow for the justice and I pray that you're on the right side of the stream there's a whole lot of confession going on 
and we don't understand this, and you want to know why you double-minded and split-minded. You want to know why somebody can take your mind over here and take your mind over there. When they got your mind, they got your heart. And you need to understand what God is saying in this hour. God is looking for a people that's going to say yes. He's looking for a people that's going to turn and do his will. In this hour, they can possess the true power of God. The great men and women of God are dying out. I told you Eli died out. But Eli did not correct the things of his house. You did not correct the things of your house. And you want to know why God is not pleased with you. You want to know why you're not walking into the fullness of the Holy Ghost. You want to know why you're in a state and that you're stuck. You're in a state that you seem like you can't get out of. Because God said your confession has not gone up to heaven. They still here on earth. There's some confession going on. But there's no change in our heart. Our tongues are wagging like a dog. Have you seen a dog thirsty? That tongue just lick, lick, lick. But God said you ain't getting nothing. You're still thirsty. You're still drunk on your own wine. You don't want to come out of anything. You glad they're in it. And they're persecuting you. They're doing you wrong. They take your money. They take your spirit. They take your soul. They take your car. They take your house. You don't even care. You just succumb to it. Because all you can see is what you see in your eyes. But God said your eyes are deceiving you. This is the hour of confession. Look at the world. The world is telling you everything that they're doing. But yet we have no power to change. And it's affecting us. We done stayed in something so long. And you want to know why you are bored. You want to know why you're lonely. You want to know that you, it's like you space ghost. You floating out there somewhere from Monday to Friday through Sunday. And you want to know why. What happened to your life? What happened to your spirit? You need to understand something. God said you gave it away. You got to understand about the gifts of God. They're for you. So they are building on you and the kingdom of God. You got to understand something. Because our confessions are not true they're not pure they're not sincere and God is turning our deaf ear to us you got to understand something God is trying to get us back on track but we don't want to hear the voice of God we're going to go and do all of this you'll run all around America you'll run all around Portsmouth but you will not find no peace because our confessions there's so many saints of God. They're in a place now that their spirit is just void. There's no spirit of Christ. But yet they don't understand why God ain't moving like he used to. You got to go back to the old landmark. You got to go back to where it went wrong. You got to search your soul. You got to search your mind. You got to search your body. You got to go back to where it went wrong. And then when you understand what you have done, not only to yourself, but what you have done to God, and your gifts of service huh, that you're giving out to the world huh, and you're looking for a world to cash in to pay you. You're looking in an hour now. Huh, I might not have no 401k. You may not have none either, but you got to understand something. God is going to take care of those that serve him. We need to understand. We've gotten lax 
Daisy Daisy in this confession. And then that's why, because you speak confessions to God, when they're confessing to you what they've done and they're doing to you, you need to look and see what you're doing to the spirit of the living God. You're crucifying him all over again. You're getting what you're getting out. Jeremiah told you, your own wicked ways will reprove you. But you don't understand because you take the word of God in vain. And you take what God does in vain. And you getting what you're putting out in the work of service. You got to understand something. It was never meant for you to give your soul to nobody. You got to understand something. When you give out your soul to somebody, you got to understand you're subject to them. Because it's not governed by the things of God. And you're looking for God to govern something that you gave away free willingly. Because God is a gentleman. He just ain't coming in any kind of way. He, you got to come back to a place uh, until you get to that place of recognizing what you've done to the spirit of the living God. Uh, it is not going to work. Uh, everything that you do is going to be clockwise. Uh, it's going to be in reverse uh, until God stops you. We don't understand what we're doing. We coming into the house of God and we play in church. We coming into the house of God and we just think it's going to be okay. I came here and God hears my heart. God hears my prayers and my hallelujah. God is looking for something deeper than that. Are you willing to give it to him in this hour? You gave it to the world. You gave it to the wife. You gave it to the husband. You gave it to the boyfriend. You gave it to the girlfriend. You gave it to the pastor. You gave it to your boss on your job. What is it that you have left for God? God is somewhere looking for somebody that got a heart for him that's got a soul for him stop thinking you got many souls you're not a cat <laughs> you're a human there's only one body one spirit and one flesh and you need to understand something they all work together first Thessalonians 3 tells you that we're body soul and spirit you need to understand and get to a place in God that you fast and pray the enemy's gonna come he's gonna attack you he's gonna tell you everything that you're doing is wrong it don't take all of that but you better press to the market of high calling because Ichabod is gonna sit on the house and when Ichabod sets on the house and to God bring deliverance huh? but usually you got to go through storms and seasons of your life for God to turn it around huh? because we're not living in our as, as Eli huh? but you got to understand something huh? only God can kill the baby huh? that you brought that in Ichabod state huh? God didn't even allow David and Bathsheba first son to live it's got to die but we don't want to see that to our confession what has happened to our morals in the house of God and God is looking he's sitting high on the throne and he's beholding the good and the evil of man that's from the pulpit to the back door. No one escaped this last judgment. You got to understand something. We get to the place now that we just comfort in what we're doing. If it feels good to us, we just do it. You don't even seek and fast and pray and seek the will of God. We're trying to find comfort in our lives. And we can't find the comfort. We go here and there looking. But we don't want to stand still like Joshua did and fight the giants that's in the promise. 
pursuing the things that God has for us. You don't want to fight for that. If it's not given to you, God said, I gave you salvation. But some things you got to fight. So the power and the faith of God is developed in you. There's a whole lot of confession going on. But we don't want to change. We want to come into the house of God. We just want to do our do-goodies. Aren't you tired of being a do-goody and doing nothing? And what you going to tell God you came to church and God said, I saw your soul. I saw your spirit. I saw your presence in here. But it was nothing of me. I look for a resemblance. I look from head to toe and from toe to head. And I could not find anything that resembled me because you were created in my image and in my likeness. And there's no image or likeness in you that's in me, in you. You got to understand something. God is looking for a place that we can change and that we can get to the repentance stage. Why God got the brain calamity? Why God got to drop the bank account? Why God got to allow the enemy to attack your mind? Why you got to go through all the aches and pains in life just so God can get your attention and that you can turn around? But that's an evidence in the Bible. Everybody before they got to a place, even Hezekiah when he heard, he turned his face to the wall but you ain't trying to turn your face to the wall you living on the grace and the mercy but God says I'm looking for a man that's going to do my bidding I'm looking for a woman that's going to do what I called them to do in this last hour without excuse without any hesitation that's willing to deny themselves that they can have the crown of life you got to understand what is happening in this hour what about your confession What is it that you're doing? You better stop and let God take the control. If he don't take control of this vessel, you're going to shipwreck. You're going to be in a place that you have no power. No power, no anointing, no presence of God. We're living in this hour that signs and wonders are going to follow those that believe. And you're going to walk around with no signs and wonders. And you're going to tell God how much tithes and offering you paid. And God said, I don't even care. I own the cattle on the thousand hills. I'm looking for some people that's going to say yes. I'm looking for someone that's going to deny themselves. I'm looking for someone that's going to go beyond. And that's going to really do what I called them to do. I'm looking for people that got a heart for God. Not a heart for Zion. Not a heart for Babylon. You got a heart for the church. But God said, you don't have a heart for me. You got a heart for the world, which is Babylon, but you don't have it for me. You got to understand something. The spirit of apostasy is in the house of God. And we don't even understand. It just one day, it just creeps up on you. And you're sitting in the house of God. And your mind is everywhere else. But on what God has done and why he brought you here. He brought you here to get power. He brought you here to change. He brought you here so you can come out or whatever it is that you're in. This is an hour of confession. There's an hour of change. And I'm going to tell you something. It's like God is going back. There's seven dispensations. We're in the sixth dispensation. The next dispensation is the seven. But God brought me back to the number two dispensation, which is the dispensation of consciousness. And every man has been led by their conscience, which sin entered by Adam and Eve because they followed their conscience. 
You need to understand something. Your conscience is not pure. Your conscience is not holy. Why would you think that Jesus came down through those dispensations and God sent his only begotten son? That's the only way that you can have a consciousness and a will to do his will. You cannot do it on knowledge. You cannot do it on what you, your works. You cannot do it on what your mom and your daddy did in the church. It has got to be blood washed. You got to understand something. Your conscience doesn't mean nothing if it's not governed by the Holy Ghost. And you got to submit to the Holy Ghost. And how can you stay in sin and not let the Holy Ghost judge you? This is an hour of confession. This is an hour of confession. I see so many saints, fivefold ministries in the house of God. They are following their consciousness. They are stuck in the second dispensation and they are being led by their consciousness. And that's why they can make all kinds of excuses for why they cannot get up. You got to understand something about the man by the pool of Bethesda. He came to the disciple, the disciples walking by, and he said, help me get into the pool. He said, silver and gold I don't have, but such as I do have, I give you faith. Rise up and walk. Come up out of it. Become a new flower in the kingdom of God. You need to understand what is going on. Our confession. And I'm going to go to the third definition of confession. A form of mission of one sin with repentance and desire of abs it says absolution, especially privately to a priest as a religious duty. I want to talk to you about repentance. Because a lot of times before true repentance comes, we go through different things. And the church is finna go through another transformation. And it's gonna weed out even the more of the wicked ones, even more of the weak ones, all the ones that's lukewarm. That's gonna be another shaking in heaven and in earth. And you need to understand something. If you don't get yourself together in this rest stage that we're in now, because there's something else that's coming. And if you were that made it through the first phase, glory be to God. But when you make it through the second phase, you need to understand something. Get yourself together. You're coming to the house of God playing and you're going home to the same situation, cooking the same food, doing everything the same way. We become ritualistic. Won't you change your recognition? Change your confession. Change your resolution. You got the power because of what Jesus Christ did on the cross. You walking around like you powerless. You powerless because you gave your soul and your faith to somebody else. And so whatever they say and do, you do what they say because you know their voice. But when you come back to the old landmark and dig down on your knees and repent and turn and whether say I got to live outside, if I got to live inside, if I got to leave that job, or if I got to stay at that job, I'm going to serve God no matter what. For God I live and for God I die. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Your soul, you're going to go to hell on your confession and living in a sinful state of your subconsciousness and your physiological state. 
because it was something that you were in. I'm going to tell you something. I'd rather get out at 10 years, Daniel, than to stay there at 15 and 20. You got to understand something. Some people stand stuff because they spent time in something. But you got to understand something. The time of the Lord is coming. And we need to understand you got to be about your father's business. You got to be in a state that you understand what is going on. You got to be in a state now that the time of the Lord is drawing near and the Son of Man is finna crack the sky. You better run for your soul. Our confession. What does it mean? In the things of God. What does it mean? Have we really come into a place of repentance? The longer I stayed in sin, the less I heard God's voice, Trinity. Oh, but when I first started, he was pounding me day and night. But as I continued to walk therein, and guess what? He gave me what I wanted, and I had a heartbreak over it. I'm going to tell you something. Ain't nowhere in the world you think God is going to bless sin. He didn't bless it with me. He didn't bless it with David and nobody else. Why would you think he blessed it with you? The devil is a lie. You've been deceived by the subconsciousness of your mind. You're going to pay for the wrong that you've done in this body. You're going to pay for coming against the word of God. You're going to pay for coming against the men and women of God when they done told you the way. You got to understand, what is my doing with my confession? This is an hour of confession. This is an hour for change. And God is hoovering over the face of the deep. He's looking for a people that's going to obey. He even told Solomon, it's better to obey the sacrifice. And the sad thing about it is he started operating as as a prophet and a priest. He was a king. David was the only one that was anointed prophet, priest, and king. Just because your mama had it don't mean you're going to have it. Just because your daddy had it don't mean that you're going to have it. There's some Absaloms in the house. There's some rebels in the house. And God dealt with him and told David, you better not cry. And he had his soldiers that had no wisdom in him. Don't cry before the people. It's shock what God is doing and drive them tears. Just like he told um, the, man, uh, the peace when uh, um, I think it was with the man in the Bible, his sons died because they called up strange fire. He was not allowed to cry. And I think that was Aaron. You better suck it up. God ain't playing. He told those two people, don't you cry. And they lost family members. But the position they held was more important than their their natural position. We ain't got no time for lamentation. We got to move by the power. The kingdom of God suffered violent and the king and the kingdom of God suffered violent and the violent take it back by force. You better take your soul back. God said, I give thee power. Hello! Or you gonna be hawked between two, two opinions. If God be God, manifest yourself. And if God be a liar, Manifest yourself. 
But God said, I'm the son of man that I should not lie, nor the man, son of God that I should not lie, or the man of God that I should repent. If I said I make it good, I'm paraphrasing, but this is what God is saying. He's a man that he should not lie, nor the son of man that he should repent. If he said it, he's going to make it good. Why would you think that God would not back you up? Because that shows you where your faith is. I was praying last night, Billy, when I was in the church. I said, God, deal with my fears. Deal with my fears. I want to be in a place that I'm fearless in you. Your faith. It's easy to talk. But when you got to walk through it, that's when it's developed. Because you don't see every the next second or the hour or the minute. That's when faith is developed. But you got to plead and lean on the word of God and call God at his remembrance. It's almost like God is, is allowing Moses to come back and do a census. And the snakes and everything was killing him. And if a man or woman of God don't hold up the census out there in these cities, they're going to be destroyed. And God honored one man because one man had God's heart. You need to understand what is happening. You're going to have to have power. And the power is not here in the church because the church is still full of confessions. And it's so bad. Now you ain't going to a priest. You putting all your business out there on Facebook, Twitter, and all of this crazy stuff. It's all of them demons. And they making your life worse. It's not getting better because you're not going to the one that created the body, mind, and soul. You're not going to him, but you're going to every other resources. No fear, no God. You got fear, you got God. And we don't even understand what is going on. This is the hour of confession. You got to search deep down in your soul. And if you're not searching deep down in your soul, this shows you where you stand at right now. Either you're going to have faith or you're going to stay where you are. And a lot of time, God meets you in the midnight hour. I'd rather be uncomfortable for a few months than stay in something for years. It might even take that long for God to move. But you're already in an uncomfortable state. This is the hour for confession, but there's no change. Don't come into the house of God playing and think that God would not call your number. You need to see what God is saying. You say that you have faith. It's easy to sit down and have faith, but can you stand up and be a warrior and have faith? You got to understand something. That scepter that Moses held up to stop the serpents from biting the people, it had weight to it. Everything that God gives you has weight to it. It has meaning to it. But you hold it up by your right hand, which is power in God. Can you take the weight of the scepter? And stand. With the fire of God on top of it. You need to see what is happening. 
That's your evidence that God is with you. And you need to see this. God ain't nothing to play with, and he's full of power. There's too many people out here. He'll raise up. Why wouldn't it not be you? He didn't even have to think about us. He could have stayed with the Jews and turned their hearts and minds towards him. But he thought about the Gentiles and look at what we're doing with it. See, that's something when you don't have to work for it and it's given to you freely. You don't respect it. But then you're mad because when you give them stuff and do stuff, they don't respect it. They don't value it. But yet, look at what you're doing to God. It's time now to stop and think about it. Reevaluate your position in God. And I'm going to tell you something. And I'm going to leave you with this. Acts 2 and 38. Peter replied, repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ, for the forgiveness of your sins. And you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. You need to see this and go back and read Acts 2, 36 through 41. And God is saying something. And then in 41, it says, be saved from this perverse generation. This is the hour for confession. And everybody's confessing, but there's no repentance. But everybody's going to, the Bible says, every knee shall bow, and every tongue must confess that he is Lord. And whether you got one half a tongue, half of a leg, half of an arm, you will bow down and confess that he is Lord. This is the hour of confession. I pray that something's been said and done. In Jesus' name, I pray amen.